0: it's friday night so you know this one's for them eagles sidewinders yeah let's go pythons cobras outfitting in the city got cell banks and shield tanks gonna blow you up so get ready i'm too hot heat sinks i cover call the system cops now if you can a good shot all fixed yeah i don't need to use gimbal man those slots oh jack ain't no one gonna be hitting this and i'm Hit your hallelujah. Ooh. Beams hit your hallelujah. Ooh. Rails hit your hallelujah. Ooh. Cause PVP gon' give it to you. It. Pop my chaff and check my pips. Fujin tea gon' take a sip, right to hurt all it up, least see camp chattels. If you show up, we're gonna blow you up in epic PvP battles. I'm too hot, heat sinks. I call the system cops now. If you can, a good shot, all fixed. Yeah, I don't need to use gimbaled man, those slots, oh chaff. Ain't no one gonna be hitting this and how fast that boost, gonna turn off of that flight assist hit you hallelujah Ooh. beams hit you hallelujah Ooh. rails hit you hallelujah because pvp gon' give it to you Friday night, it is fight night. I got a little something to say. Come on, sing along now. Uptown PvP, I said.
1: God damn right! It's Friday night and it's feeling good. All right, all right, everybody.
2: That was, yeah, you know, ahead. that that was my first takeaway to Kai is we uh, put this off last night, and I think there was a good reason, just so this song would work.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I literally was just sing, like dancing in my chair for the first like. Uh, like I don't know, minute of that song, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, I should probably like people are watching the screen. I should probably be doing something." That was uh, that was a kick-ass little tune, man. Um, so that was Uptown PVP, the Elite Dangerous Uptown Funk parody by Elements underscore. It's E L E M E N T Z underscore. I will have a link to his SoundCloud page. In the uh, show notes, once this is all done, when we're done streaming and I type up all the notes and it goes on to recording. So give it like two hours after we're done and it'll be in there for you. But uh, I hope you guys dug it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Elite Week. I am your host, Kai Zen, and this is a galactic water cooler. It's Friday night and it's time for fighting. Um, Tonight we've got, obviously, myself. We've got, of course the incomparable Commander Roy Cookson, and we have... Hey, the, Yeah, sorry. I jumped in there. We've got the amazing Commander Fee. Say hello, guys.
2: Hello, everybody. I'll be the plucky comic relief for this evening's journey through the Galactic Waterfall. Right on, man.
1: Right on. So, what a week we've had, man. I, I feel like every week is just sort of more full of news and and, and stuff than the last what, what 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 about you guys man it's been crazy right
3: uh lots of fleet carrier stuff uh i think people are finding new uses all around and it's just uh all kinds of new stuff yeah fun fun fun
2: yeah I think we're uh we're building off of what happened last week with the update and and uh you know seeing frontier continue to sharpen the pencil so to speak you know get things even better for us and and work out the kinks uh and 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 looking at the community's reaction and, and the player community's reaction to to the updates and and uh yeah it's good stuff, good stuff. Mm.
1: absolutely it has been a long day this is actually my second show of the day I started work fairly early uh i would say a couple hours before everybody woke up and finished early and then came home to record elite week episode 17 which was an interview with uh alec turner with regard to the new buckyball slash uh elite racers race it's like a, a, a combo jobby that they're doing together and it is the uh Uh, Well, we'll get to it in a little bit, but I I, I just did that interview earlier today, and now we're doing the second episode because we have to talk about all of the stuff that happened this week. So let's dive right in, guys. Tonight's topics, we got number one, record-breaking numbers for Elite Dangerous. Now, this is using the uh, Steam concurrent users numbers. Uh, Friday, June 12th, last weekend, you know, Friday going into it, was the new best since November 2015, and we talked about it on last week's show, but that was last week, Friday night, and then Saturday, June 13th, was the new best record ever, and then Sunday, June 14th, was the newer best ever. It topped even Saturday, so we were looking at concurrent users over twenty thousand, and that's just steam users and that just covers you know the pc platform so when you add in non-steam user pc players people that bought directly from frontier and then you add in pc uh sorry ps4 players and then you add in xbox players you know you you've got a lot of you've got a lot of players out there that weren't even covered under those numbers, and I am being interdicted right now, so we're gonna have to go ahead and kill this guy real quick. But if you look at those numbers, you know, those were massive, and then on top of that, you have
2: impulse attack, trajectory disruption second. under attack.
1: <laughs> I literally okay, it's like I'm streaming so that I have something to show people, and then it's like, all right, this, this ass hat in a, in a clipper is gonna go ahead and interdict me. All right, so now I have to murder you. Which means that I
2: can't read from the script for a moment. So, so Kai, I think we can help you out here yes, while, while you in. are defending yourself from That's, all the ne'er-do-wells.
1: That is the point of us having that script on there on the Google Doc. <laughs> so, you guys hop in with that one. Real
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I think, you know, my. my uh, my impression from the, the numbers going through the roof here um, is, is that, you know, basically, it, it's good to see that fleet carriers have pulled perhaps a lot of people back to the game that, that perhaps had stepped away. Um, so we're starting to see those numbers go back up. And then on top of that, um, oh, look, now I'm being interdicted. Um <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> it's um, Friday, it from here? All right,
1: folks? I got <laughs> yeah. it. I just killed this no, guy. No,
2: I'm good. I'm, I'm uh, flying one handed. It's, <laughs> so, it's all good. <laughs> so,
1: so not not only are those were those three record setting days, but the month uh, overall, the month of June 2020 is on track to be the best month ever for Elite. It's supplanting April uh, 2020, which was the record for monthly average. Hourly concurrent and November of 2015, which broke the record for peak concurrent, which you know we've already broken twice well, actually, three times on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now, obviously, the numbers went down a little bit w- at, when you leave the weekend and go into the week because that's the nature of people's.
2: normal. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's you're gonna have higher numbers drone. in the weekend so that's just sort of to be expected but the fact of the matter is is this weekend I would assume that the numbers are going to be a little less than, than last weekend because it was the brand new brand new so everybody was getting in there for the first time but the fact of the matter is is like these numbers are incredible we're breaking records there is more interest in elite than ever fleet carriers for all of the people that were like hey, what's it for I don't get it don't people are showing you what it's for they're 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 going out there and they're getting it done they're doing stuff with these things and then there's also the odyssey you know there's hype for that guys how are you feeling about all this that's
2: that was exactly what i was going to say now that i've survived my interdiction is is you know it's not (laughs) just the fleet carrier launch um it's it's also the the odyssey video right so so all the fps junkies are are now seeing what what's coming and so, what they're trying to do, hopefully, I'm just, you know, kind of using my optimistic hat again, is is get into the game early, um, so that they're prepped for for when that drops. So I think there's, there, like you said earlier, there, there's a lot of hype going on, right? But there's a lot of excitement, and and it's mm-hmm. all compounded, which is a good thing. It's great. I,
3: I can think it. I can think of a couple of things. One one is uh, anybody that I knew who was on the fence about a fleet carrier has bought one, and those that have bought them are finding more things to do with them. So I could see even just an increase in um, existing players' playtime mm. mm. uh, in, in the recent past because there's just all these new things to do. Right so,
1: on. Right on. So, yeah, things are things are good. And as, you know, it, it definitely is also the case that we're looking at comply. sort of higher Twitch viewership. Call we're no looking at retracted. just the general... The whole nine yards man it's everything is up and it's it's good news it's definitely good news so that is that that is sort of what's going on with with regard to all of that now <clears throat> also just as a, as a postscript to that the odyssey trailer has already been watched and this was as of yesterday has already been watched over 667 thousand times that 78 seconds of footage man like it's damn near a million times it is already the 12th most watched video in all of elite dangerous history that is massive so yeah in addition to that let's hop right on to point two pc gamer released an interview on saturday now this was last saturday Uh, there's a couple of takeaways from it. The vast majority of it was like very, you know, very, very sort of skippable. Um, The Pierce... uh, So the, the, the guy from Frontier was Pierce Jackson. He's a game director at Frontier. And, you know, he was superb. He was awesome. He was everything you would hope he would be. The asshat that they had interviewing him, oh my God. It was almost like to me, the guy was like John Lovitz level of like cringe, but without the, the Lovitz level of like comedy or whatever. Like he's the guy, that guy from that interview was the guy that John Lovitz is sort of pretending to be all the time when he like walks around and he's like, Ew, and he does all of his stuff. It's like, that guy was like Chester the Molester man. It was, it was painful.
2: Uh, throw punch worthy was was my impression
1: yes yes he definitely would be the kind of guy that you punch and throw but uh but I mean okay let's get to the points that were were stated that were worth sort of looking at it was a, it was like a five six minute talk it was very very brief they, they so the first thing that you take away from this is number one for sure this was when they intended that video that odyssey trailer that 76 second trailer to be released so it got out a week and a half early Hmm. so what no real harm done this was not a situation of somebody screwed up and something got out three months early and like oh my god it threw off timelines this is for sure when they expected that video to come out I, i i don't have confirmation of it but if if let's put it this way it, it just is obvious once you see that they A, played that whole trailer there and B, they had a pre-recorded sort of interview set up that went with along with it so I think with regard to that trailer getting out early yeah, Frontier probably wasn't entirely thrilled that it was kind of like it stole the thunder a lot of the fleet carrier stuff but hey man, fleet carriers are doing their job, people are playing in record numbers so I think it's a no harm no foul situation What we did take away from that, though, is number one, and this is a direct quote from Pierce Jackson. For the first time, you will be able to access a whole pile of new planets, all ones with tenuous atmospheres. He said it, folks, the A word, atmospheres. And that is a direct quote from an employee on the record. People have been saying, I've been saying since the trailer... First launch day one the first second you see an atmosphere and everybody's like but they didn't say it and it's like okay all right they didn't why didn't they say it well because they knew that as soon as you say it the very first question you're gonna get is oh atmospheres give us a list of exactly which ones do we get water worlds do we get uh, earth-like worlds do we get gas giants do we get this do we get that do we look they didn't want to discuss that at the time So what they did was they set it up for a press release and they were like, hey, we're gonna say tenuous atmospheres, which sort of, to me, and you may read that differently, but my assumption by that when they say tenuous atmospheres is they're talking about Mars-like worlds. Mars as we have it now, not as we have it in-game, because in-game, in the year 3306, Mars is a fully atmospheric terraformed planet, but as it exists in the year 2020, mars is a rocky barren world with a fairly strong atmosphere but no surface deposits of waters and that surface deposit of water is what would give you clouds and other weather effects like that so you don't have that what you have is rocks blue skies dust blowing around but no clouds no rain no snow none of that stuff and to be honest with you if you've been paying attention and if you kind of have a clue as to where this was going this was the obvious first step this or you could make the argument ice planets which <clears throat> you know and you you could make that argument but the fact of the matter is is i think we're getting both i think we're getting this now that they showed us i think later in the year maybe august september october they're going to give us I'm gonna guess to coincide like late August to coincide with what would have been, what is that, Gamescon? The one where they normally make their stuff where it's like they do it in, I think in Cologne, in Germany or wherever, that that one has already been canceled and it's gonna be another virtual Gamescon or whatever. I'm gonna guess that at that point, you're gonna see ice planets and you're gonna see some more stuff. So, the fact of the matter is though, for all those that have been saying, but they did say atmospheres, they said atmospheres now. It's on the record. So, hoorah, be happy. Um, the second point on that is that he also made the statement. <clears throat> uh, let's see, and this is it. He, he also says explicitly that they have refreshed the visuals on old planets. So, that uh, answers another question that people have had, like, Well, but, you know, is it just going to be that the new planets get the upgrade and that people that don't buy the new thing don't get anything? No. People that buy the new thing are going to get all kinds of extra stuff. Of course, that's how sales work. They want to give you new toys so that you give them money and that they can buy Volvos and send their kids to school. But people that are the cheapskates are going to benefit from this in that... They're going to, you know, people with horizon-level planets are going to enjoy the graphical upgrades as well. Guys, hop in here with your thoughts on this.
3: Do you think that means that the old planets will get whatever new assets are being developed for the tenuous atmosphere planets?
1: I think some of them. I mean, they obviously won't get the assets that involve an atmosphere, so you, you won't get things like probably, you know, dust effects and, like, whatever... But sure, I'm get... thinking
3: like new bases or whatever you can walk through, the space legs stuff.
1: I don't know about that. I don't, I would think yes, but it's too early to know for sure. That At this point, I, if I had to bet, I would bet yes, but it's not like a 90% yes, it's like a 60-40. Like, I would bet yes, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't bet the farm. What do you think, Faith? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, based on what we saw in the Odyssey video, you know, my my interpretation of what we saw in the PC world, or what we heard rather, in the PC world interview, um, is is kind of what what I've been talking about here and there. Um, is, you know, guys, remember we're, we're playing a game that, that goes back to 2015-2016, right? So from a graphical perspective, um, it, it is somewhat dated. So so in my opinion, or, or, or my interpretation of what we heard in that interview is essentially that they are going to polish up some of the graphical elements um, related to the to the planets that we've been visiting, perhaps with our SRV, um, so that things are going to look a little bit more fresh. You know, I, I, I could talk about things like DirectX 12 uh, perhaps some additional, you know, newer graphical en- enhancements. I, I could talk about that that whole uh, ray tracing thing if we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's going to come into play, but but you know, I would like to see those types of improvements where we're bringing the, the graphical standards of the game out of 2016 and into 2020 and beyond mm-hmm. uh, to look to look at that level of polish. I mean, we're we're, we're playing a, a A triple a game right let's let's see let's see it evolve um into 2020 that way well
1: let's not Um, let's not lose sight of the fact that there's going to be some changes that we know of because okay number one it's not going to be oh we're moving to the cutting edge of technology because it still has to work on they've said already it will be compatible with playstation 4 it will be compatible with xbox one like that's the, the one they call it now right So, we have to keep that in mind. But, there was upgrades that were made to Horizon-level content that had to be abandoned by Frontier because of the fact that it wasn't supported by the shader thing, whatever, with with Mac. And they abandoned the Macintosh um, sort of... They abandoned the the, the the supporting the Mac platform and now that gets rid of all of that headache of those very sort of specific issue with and I'm not a computer guy so somebody else can probably answer this way better, but there was things that they couldn't do because the Mac shader system or whatever didn't support it or wouldn't work with it. And that headache has now been resolved. So that that does allow them to make certain upgrades. Obviously you have to really sort of limit your expectations on what they're going to do to change the older planets because that's going to be a lot of a lot of additional work if depending if it's all procgen, it's not so much a lot of extra work it's just <clears throat> you know create the models and if they can do it on the old ones they can do it on the new ones but if it's if you're looking at like sort of handcrafting stuff so I guess kind of what I'm saying, Fee, is I would expect that the the old Horizon planets will get the graphical upgrade so that the terrain features will look much, much better, as we saw in that, in that trailer. But maybe not as much on the side of, like, you can still get out and walk around, maybe, but maybe, like, the new settlement and outpost that they referred to specifically in the announcement trailer... Maybe those will be limited to the Odyssey planets. If that if that sort of answers.
2: No, that. I get I get you. And and you know, even M. Graham in the chat mm-hmm. brings up a, a good point. You know, let let's I I would suspect, or or he would suspect, um, that that Frontier would focus their efforts on new content that would enhance the experience beyond what's already in place, instead of wasting time, so to speak, of enhancing what's already there for not a lot of reward. Um, M. Graham, forgive me if I if I didn't convey that correctly, but but basically, I I think you're saying the same thing. Is basically, you know, give us give us the new experience, show us some some new improvements, and and really, when you were talking to that guy, what I was thinking about is is how will the planet experience be different now that we've stepped outside of our SRVs or our ships and we're now walking around the planet? What what are how how is the the experience of the planet? going to look different because we're now even closer to the surface than we were when we were in our SRVR ship. Right. And, and I think those pieces, touching back to, to what we're going to get from Odyssey is what we're going to be looking for when we when we actually put our feet down on, on the planet's surface.
1: Mm. Okay. I mean... Yeah, man. Interesting. Interesting. I... I like I said, I... I My guess is that the graphical upgrade, like, you're going to see prettier planets, but you're not going to see more sort of, like, content to engage in unless you pony up for the Odyssey stuff, but we'll see where that lands. It's still, with all of this, it's too early to know for sure. The most thing that we, the the thing that we need to do is, like, you, you need to be hopeful, But don't expect stuff. Because when you expect stuff, when you're like, oh, for sure we're getting this. That's when you leave yourself open to get really sort of disenchanted and angry and whatever. And it's like, dude, don't count your chickens before they're hatched. And I'm guilty. I am so guilty of this because my mind runs away with, they can do this and they can do that and they can do whatever. And it's like, "Mm, you just need to sort of for what I hope for from the old stuff is prettier planets but as as you know as an example comes up in the chat don't really expect for a whole bunch of new stuff from Dav's Hope what I would expect is Dav's Hope will look prettier and that's fine that's whatever and the new planets the Odyssey planets the quote unquote tenuous atmosphere and then other atmospheric variations and or ice planets um, will be the ones that sort of get new actual like stuff to play with. So all of the whole galaxy will now look prettier. That's cool. That's just a free bonus. That's not, but don't count on that as like, okay, well that means that now at Dav's Hope I need to have this and that and the other that I can do. Like maybe, maybe maybe you get some stuff there, but if you don't don't worry about it. You're getting there's going to be a new devs hope that's going to be on a odyssey planet. That's going to have more interactable stuff and things that you can do and whatever. And that's where you should focus. Like, look in a game with billions of star systems, it's really sort of, to my mind, it's, it's, you're limiting yourself and you're making yourself angry for nothing. If you're like, well, these planets don't have new things. Yeah. Guess what? There's billions of new ones that you that will have new things. Go go play with those. On the old ones, they're just giving you a for free. Here's some extra stuff that looks cool. Enjoy. Bye bye.
2: Like you know. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm remembering the early days of uh <laughs> and I'm sure everybody can jump in here. That remember when the um No Man's Sky was first announced and and we saw those preview videos and we and everybody got super psyched over giant space dinosaurs and we could land our spaceship on a planet that had giant space dinosaurs and, and everybody got super excited and then the game launched and everybody started to play the game and there weren't too many giant space dinosaurs it was all kind of the same thing no matter where you land mm-hmm. um, I, I think from a procedural standpoint and I think that's what, what a few of the guys are talking about in, in the chat is that there are some limitations there So so I think to your point Kai it's early, right? We've, we've got to be, as I mentioned in previous shows, patient, right? We've got to be patient and see how this all pans out um, and not set our expectations too high because we're only going to set ourselves up for, for disappointment.
1: Or too yeah. low. Or, like, yeah. don't, or too low. Yep. don't hate it now and don't love it now. Just chill and wait and let's see what comes. Now, getting back to sort of the next issue on the agenda, we've got Wednesday was patch one whatever for the fleet carriers they did it they took this system down for a little while you know an hour or so a little more whatever and they did some changes they did some patches they did some fixing of things nerfing of things etc 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 so let's look into that a little bit I'm looking at the the patch notes here Obviously, the very first thing that is going to be an issue for everyone that everyone's going to mention, like, oh, what was this about? It was the the mining nerf patch. Okay, let's look at it. Mining. Reduce the largest possible yield when subsurface mining for low-temperature diamonds by 25%. Okay, let's be honest, it was a little too high. Decrease the, the next point is, decrease the effectiveness of the peripheries of low temperature diamond hotspots, overlapping for low temperature diamond hotspots when coupled with the new subsurface mining changes were more effective than the center of the hotspot itself. This change increases the drop off of the hotspots ring, reducing the likelihood of a double overlap hotspot is more lucrative than either of the hotspots center point. A well-placed triple hotspot will still be a very effective at increasing the likelihood of finding LTDs. This change does not affect any other hotspots or minerals. Let's take a moment to unpack that. Um, Basically what we're ending up with here when you add, so the first thing was a a, a kind of a, a fairly strong nerf. It was, you know, nerfed it by a quarter. But the second thing really Hit it i would say pretty much just about as hard as the first thing so when you add the two together <clears throat> you have now nerfed ltds by about half um and we're going to get to in a little bit uh down to the astronomy did an analysis of it but <clears throat> the fact of the matter is is it was a little too strong let's be honest I think they may have nerfed it just a little too much, but it's one of those things where they got to find sort of the sweet spot. If I was, if I was king of the world, I would have nerfed it as well. I would have nerfed it though by like a third so that it still would have been slightly better yield than laser mining. They nerfed it by half so that it's about the same yield as laser mining. But, you know, whatever. That's, that's going to be a thing that, that people will, will look at. Guys, do you have any thoughts just specifically on the mining thing before we move on to sort of other parts of the notes?
3: Um maybe just like is it their intention that mining is always the most lucrative thing? I think the only thing that even is even on the radar that might begin to challenge it if they did more tuning is uh the arbitrage and Tritium.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and that's that's temporary. That's very very yeah, temporary. Well, that's not going to last. We'll, we'll we'll get into discussing that on the state of the game, but yeah, I, I, yeah. Let's talk about that a little more on state of the, when we get to state of the
3: game. But I, I guess my point is, this was a move to tune this down, but mm-hmm. down relative to what? Like nothing. This doesn't make anything else greater than it. So, so it's it's it's, it's down, it down.
1: It's sort of down relative to itself, in the extent right. of This isn't basically this isn't a low temperature dining, uh, low temperature diamond nerf sort of compared to all other things because, let's face it, as it stands now, low-temperature diamonds are still better, sort of, to mine than you know, Painite was before. It's not like we're gonna switch what we focus and say like, well, now we're doing Painite instead of, or now we're doing Void Opals instead of, whatever. No, that's not, that's not what it is. What it is, is oh, we kinda made the subsurface mining thing a little too strong and we kind of made the with the triple overlap if you put if you use the triple overlap along with the subsurface mining you end up with a thing that's overly overly strong we want to lower that a little bit compared to itself and what i mean by say by that is to say like subsurface is a little weaker which makes straight laser mining a little stronger, but for the exact same thing, low temperature diamonds. So they they reined it in a little bit and said, oh, that was a little too much. And I, yeah, th- it's, it's, I think it they... seems like this is. Was... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead.
3: I was going to say, this, this seems to be just simply what they said there was, that, uh, you know, uh, categorically, the, the, the center should be better than the ring mm-hmm. around it. And, and I that's agree with it. That. It, wasn't, it wasn't an attempt to balance this with anything.
1: I think, honestly. I think what they should have done, and this is just me, and this is just an opinion by a dumb marine who does not know science-y stuff and does not know game development stuff, so um, let's just call it what it is, I'm probably an asshole that's speaking out of turn here. But I I say that as I open up another drink, because it's Friday night, and this is the time where I get to talk like that. Uh, I honestly think that what they should have done is done the second part of that fix where they weakened the overlaps, right? And made it to where the core is is always 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 a core is always stronger than an overlap because they have a weird exploit where when you add two overlaps together, so like you say the core is, you know, at a high percentage, the overlap, you know, you have drop off from one, but you have extra bonus from two, and then if you have two extra bonuses for a triple overlap It just sort of throws it out of, out of, out of, uh, um, out of whack. But here's the problem. If they would have just fixed that part to where the core is always stronger than the overlaps and not nerfed the 25% off of subsurface, what you would have ended up with is the meta, the, the fastest smart way to try to like, uh, sort of get the most return the most efficiently as possible would still be to subsurface mine but to aim for the core instead of the overlap and what they did Mm -hmm. instead is they kind of whacked it just a little too hard not a lot Mm -hmm. too hard but just a little too hard and it left it such that now the meta is going to go right back to laser mining and I think I don't to me they took a thing that had gotten no love everybody said subsurface mining is dog shit Laser mine, it's faster. And then they put out a patch that said, Oh, we're gonna make subsurface mining super super strong. That'll be cool, right? And everybody was like, Whoa, subsurface mining, it's a new gameplay loop. There's a whole mini game where you gotta line up, you gotta aim at the little thing and fire your little digger missile, and it goes through, and you gotta wait till you hit to the red spot, and then boo, you hit the little release, and then boom, you get the rocks, the flaming rocks come at you. This is neat, this is cool, and then they were like oh it's too much and it's like okay you missed the fact that it's too much because you screwed up the overlaps it wasn't too much because the actual thing was broke because they took a thing that nobody cared about and they made it and and, and is more interesting and intricate and there's a mini game and you have to actually think you have to engage your brain you can't just watch Babylon 5 or the expanse on your second screen while you aim at a rock and hold down the trigger till you hear asteroid depleted they took that away i used a twist tie yeah okay they took that away like and then two days later three days later they were like "Ah, oh, we're gonna fix it okay we took it out now it's whatever and it's like oh okay now we're sad if they would have just fixed the overlap issue for laser mining for core mining for subsurface missile if they would have fixed the overlap issue and not touch the efficiency of the subsurface, we would still be playing with the subsurface as it is now. I suspect the vast majority of the people will ditch their subsurface and go right back to just mindless laser mining, and that's kind of sad.
2: Yeah, I, you know, Kai, Kai, my my impression of this whole thing is is actually even with with what we're seeing in chat right now. And 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 I'll start with with my impression with the mining. Um, you know, I, I've watched since the carriers launched last week how everybody in the community uh, from the content creators to, to the to the player community mm. have stepped up and, and jumped all over this new mining methodology and and now you know elite with the with the patch that came out or, or F this week with the patch that came out uh, you know that they they, they they nerfed it and and now the the, the content creators and the player community are, are reacting to that mm. um, you know I'm I, I would like to see them stop. Effing with the whole thing. Just just get it to a point where it's in in a happy middle somewhere, and and you know I, I I know that that it seems to be that the game has to have a gold rush of some sort. You know we're all I, I think we're all, um, Baran junkies from hmm. from pre uh, fleet carrier, uh, but but you know like the guys in chat are talking about M Graham and Avassa, You know it, it would be nice to see them divert their attention away from this perpetual micromanagement. Of the mining mechanics to other areas of the game, um, where where you know players that don't necessarily want to spend them, their their time mm-hmm. mindlessly holding down the trigger for laser or subsurface or what have you mining and and do other activities and and can make it just as lucrative. I, um, it would be see, I it would be nice there. to see them. You disagree? I disagree. Right.
1: I, okay. I, I I agree with the sentiment of what you're saying as far as like man, I wish other stuff would get a buff, and I agree the same sentiment that avasa and mgram are saying and and, and but i'm going to i'm going to take the unpopular opinion and disagree with all of you in this way the idea and i've 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 fallen for that myself in the past i've championed the idea like every area should be equal let's face it it shouldn't be doing a hazras or doing AXI combat or doing like any, any kind of combat stuff, whether it's whether it's any of that stuff, whether it's AXI combat, whether it's hazardous combat, whether it's uh, conflict zone combat, whether it's just, you know, straight up bounty hunting at, at, at a, at a uh, what do you call it? Compromised nav beacon. Any of that is more fun than mining. So I think that mining needs to be too strong in order to get people to do some of it. I think it should be stronger than all of the other things. Okay. But Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Go ahead. But not as much as it is. So what I would like to see, I would like to see AXI combat, regular combat, all of the... Well, okay. No, not AXI combat. I would like to see all of combat get buffed by like times two or three because it's more fun so you really sort of want to make it to where it's like okay obviously like if you if you buff all of combat by times two like two and a half it's still not as good as mining. I think you should buff AXI combat by say by times five because of like all of the combat stuff is funner than the non-combat stuff let's be honest but the axi stuff is way more difficult and intricate and risky and dangerous and costly to you so it should get a bigger buff because you can sort of brainlessly fly around a haz and make money but you cannot brainlessly axi if you're doing it at the at a high level now I would not buff at all the, the profit from scouts. I would leave the, sc- the profit from scouts... Well, I would do it like the Hazras. I would maybe times two. Because nobody farms scouts for money. People kill scouts to farm combat rank. That's what we all do. It, but if you were to buff combat by a little buff AXI by a lot because it's way way or not AXI I keep saying AXI AX by a lot because it's way way harder but still leave mining to be more lucrative than the others but not by as much see it's weird it's it's I I, and I know I'm I'm hearing in the chat people like I disagree I disagree I get it I get it but let's be honest Combat is way more fun than the other stuff. No one would ever mind. Well, most people, maybe the IMU are gonna mind because they like breaking rocks. But I, me personally, I would never ever mind if it were such that I could make as much money doing combat as I could doing, doing, um, and, and yeah, PvP is a whole other argument. PvP is a mess that they need to figure out because. There's no point to it right now. And I don't, somebody smarter than me has to figure out how you fix that. Cause honestly, I thought through a dozen ideas where I'm like, duh, they should just do this. And then if you sit on it for a day and think on it, you're like, Oh, that creates a problem with that. So I don't, I I don't know. But the point that I'm getting back to is mining sort of should be more lucrative than the other ones, but not by as much where it stands now mining is ten times more lucrative than anything else and I think mining should just be twice as lucrative as anything else but not ten times as much
2: yeah I, I you know the, the more you talk through this Kai the more I'm thinking about what I experience a lot with my employer right you 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 basically and and chime in here if anybody else has heard this is is the the whole you know you get to pick two um and and in, in my line of work it's it's quality cost and and speed and and so you, you basically get to pick two uh, two of those three um and and that's what you're going to get and i think what we're talking about here as it relates to to combat or pvp or mining or uh, you know, trade or, or whatever it is that you want to do in the game, you, you get to pick two of the three. And 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 I've been trying to think through what what those three variables are. And and very much the, the first variable is profitability, right? How much money am I going to make for doing the thing? Uh, the second one is how much fun am I going to have doing the thing? And and it, and and it may be that the third is is how fast am I going to do the thing? Um, and you basically get to pick two of those three things. I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm still trying to figure out what those what those three variables are. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it very much seems like mining is is very much the the thing that gets you the most money. Um, it very much seems like the thing that is probably the least amount of fun. Maybe some people do enjoy it, like like the uh, Burr Mining Company and, and other people. Um, but but I think you know that that's basically it. You get you get to pick two um, of of those three things, and mm-hmm. and that that's the thing that you do. Um, so, so I think that's that's kind of the the, uh, the algorithm that that we're dealing with here.
1: So again, just to clarify, I'm not saying that the other things should not get a buff. I think all of the other things should get a buff relative to mining because as it stands now, mining is 10 times faster than anything else you can do. I'm just saying that it shouldn't be exactly even. If you make it exactly even, I think 90% of the community. Fucks off from mining and never does it again, and and just like in in life, there are things that you do that it's like okay, this is kind of a chore, but I'm doing this to achieve a goal, and I think there is some benefit to having some bit of that in there.
2: No, but but that's my point. I mean, if you if you if you use the the pick two out of three algorithm, Mm -hmm. you know, it it may be that mining is going to be the greater the stronger piece as it relates to money making, um, but but it's gonna suck as it relates to fun, or it's gonna suck as it relates to time. You know, just use those different elements and, and watch the, the things, you know, think about it like pips, right? So so you put more pips to to, to, to money, you're gonna do mining. If you put more pips to fun, chances are AXI or, or something else is is definitely gonna be, you know, it, it it's very much a variable thing. I I don't think it can be you can have level pips to, to everything. Um, and 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 have it be the same. It just doesn't work that way. That's why the ships are designed the way they wear, right?
1: I, I know it sucks. Go ahead, right? We, we hop in.
3: <laughs> no worries. I the, one of the things I keep thinking of is right. It's a game, and there's there's lots of different way to play ways to play this game, mm-hmm. and that's a feature of this game. Is there's different modalities that people can invest a lot of time in, mm-hmm. and what I see is each time one of these patches comes out, everyone's now analyzing. Uh, does this make the way that I play the game more or less fun, or more or less profitable? It's like the pick, pick two kind of idea. Um, but but we're left with trying to decide this with little bits of information as each patch comes out. Um, and and maybe we're over reading the tea leaves here. And and this is this goes back to weeks before when we talked about, you know, what's the vision for this game? Like, is it, is it the vision to have? Uh, some kind of equality across modalities or is it a vision to have um, perhaps a different kind of equality as measured across three different mm-hmm. aspects of each of these modalities yeah uh, knowing something about that would would I think help people understand or not freak out if each of these things is correcting subsets of that that equation um, right it's like we're we're we don't have a lot of information here and it's uh then it brings up all these discussions about how i play the game or you play the game and what's fun for me and what's fun for you and 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 how these conflict
2: yeah and and and, yeah i i do too and and i think you know just again look looking at what uh the guys chad m graham and and Avassa have been talking about you know the risk versus reward right risk as far as mining uh, i think you know the game the player community has figured out how to mitigate most of the risk with mining i I think you know playing in in private um, or solo so to speak to to you know be able to turn in your your uh payload without gankers uh pretty much takes care of any any real risk there unless you suck at, at interdictions uh you know i i i think you know there needs to that that should be part of the equation there, there should be some some sort of um modification to the reward piece where if the risk is higher uh we as players we as pilots are are rewarded higher for for those things that that are riskier In the elite dangerous universe,
1: I get it, and that's why I would much, I would greatly improve the amount of payout for AXI versus regular combat. AXI combat versus Hazrez or 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 bounty hunting, uh, or or sorry, conflict zones, it should get an absolute buff. But again. Uh, and I'm just going to say this one more time and then we're going to leave it because it, it's, it, it's just the rabbit hole of constantly hearing the same argument back and forth and it gets nowhere. The fact of the matter is is I feel like everything else should get in the ballpark of mining but not... I, I, I understand the concept of keeping mining slightly above the other things because it is sort of more... Boring or or whatever. If they were to say, you can make the exact same amount doing these three things. I'm never going to mine again. I'm going to only do combat. And every once in a while, maybe, maybe, maybe. If I feel like spacing out, I'm going to do trucking. I'm going to, because that is sort of, it's, it's, if it's equal, it's even easier to do. And is sort of a thing you could do while you're just watching stuff on the second screen what is going on i'm like tunneling here on this okay um so i'm gonna hop in here to the next point and then we're gonna come back to the patch nuts because we're already well into the next point point. and the next point is <clears throat> you know <sighs> for me when i look at something like this with the mining stuff i'm gonna look at the, the analysis of a couple of people, and one of them that I, I, I really lean on even more so than others is Downturn Astronomy. Downturn Astronomy did a deep analysis on pre Nerf versus post Nerf. Pre Nerf, he was saying 400 tons of, per hour of low temperature diamonds versus with, with subsurface mining versus post Nerf, 200 tons per hour of subsurface low temperature diamond mining. These are both in the same triple hotspot both with the same ship, everything else is the same. All things being equal, he's saying that this was possibly an overnerf. Now you're going to get equal yield laser mining, which means people will take the laziest way and they will throw away their subsurface mining things. Um, There's a possibility that with this new sort of way, there is merit to the idea of doing a hybrid method of like having, you know, maybe say, I don't know, like ditch the abrasion blaster and have a mix of the the subsurface mining missiles along with the lasers, or or maybe go one. I don't. It's, it gets rough to even try to figure out because your 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 sort of target ship for doing that in is going to be like a Python. And you're getting, you're running tight on trying to squeeze in laser miners with your existing subsurface mining missiles and your abrasion blasters. But <clears throat> I, I I agree with his sort of analysis of it, and we're going to include that in the thing that they I think they over nerfed it a little, and now it goes back to okay, the same mindless laser mining as we had before. Um, <clears throat> I think if they would have just again fixed the second thing and left the first thing be, it would have been better for the health of the game, for the sort of um, balance of subsurface versus laser mining. It would not have fixed the overarching issues of balance of mining versus everything else in the game. That is something that I think absolutely needs to be looked at. I I, I don't disagree that it needs to be looked at, and, and other things need to get some buffs and some love, But I don't think we're getting that until we get to Odyssey, if we're lucky. If we don't get that in Odyssey, honestly, I will feel that there has been a bit of a failure of Frontier to overlook because I think a massive portion of the player base is saying we're at the point now that we need some sort of look at and some rebalance of that stuff because combat does need to get buffed. Trucking even does need to get buffed. Um <clears throat> Exploration I guess it, it could get a little bit of a, I, I kind of feel like exploration is sort of okay as it is. The explorers are are they they're doing a different thing, man. They're 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 more focused on getting their name on stuff and that's sort of the reward there. Um <clears throat> but you know I don't know. I'm I'm sure that having said that I will have sort of, you know, horribly pissed off somebody who's going to say, "No, exploration needs a huge buff," but whatever. Um, the fact of the matter is, is I think they screwed up a little bit on this tweak. In that, I think what they were trying to do was rein in low-temperature diamonds as a whole. And yes, they succeeded in doing that. But I think the way they succeeded in doing that was by putting subsurface mining back in the closet. And laser mining is now back to king, and I think that was the exact opposite of what their intent was when they first made these tweets. So let's go back to the notes real quick, and I'm not seeing chat because I have my second screen up with all of the stuff on the on the uh, on the um, script here. But we'll, we'll we'll get back to that.
2: Yeah, things are relatively quiet in the chat. All right,
1: cool. Because I said something very unpopular, and here's the thing: sometimes if that's what you feel, you gotta say what you feel, and. Let the chips fall where they may, and with all respect to everyone, it is what it is. Alright, so the other things they fixed, they fixed a bunch of different things where there was crash instabilities, and they, okay, that's great, Uh, fixed an issue that could cause a fleet carrier to purchase transaction to fail, the skybox is fixed, fixed a bug that allowed players to install additional carrier services, even if they didn't have the capacity, this is all good stuff, this is all fairly vanilla, arcs and customization Fix an issue which caused the fleet carrier nameplate to be obscured. Okay. Here we get to the one that's going to piss some people off. Fix the color of the landing pad seven hollow marker in the fleet carriers. And that's just specifically if anybody's like, what the hell is that all about? I don't know why, but only for the purple. If you pick the purple landing pad you're on your seven. It would literally, the O would be green and the seven would be purple. And there were some people that were like dubs that were really loving that. And they lost that, now they fixed it. I'm sure there's probably some people that were like, hey man, I paid for purple, I want purple. What the hell is this green? But there were people that were digging that. And you know what, guess what? If you were digging that, I'm sure they've seen reaction for people (laughs) this week. Some people that have said, I want my green seven back with my, or green zero back with my seven purple. Look. In six months, there's going to be an option to buy that on the ARC Store, and you can have your green zero with your purple seven, and everybody will be happy. Mazel tov. Uh, fix the crash that could occur when switching fleet carrier layout. Okay. Audio. Okay. Fix the outfitting ambiance. This right here. This was making me nuts. The outfitting <laughs> ambiance layer. You a
3: lot of
1: people. To, yeah. I. You go into outfitting. And then all of a sudden, that's it. For the next, like, day, you're flying around. Even people were, like, like closing out their thing and reloading their game, and it was still, you're hearing all of the background carrier noise, and it's looping on itself, so like, you get layers of it as you're flying your ship on the other end of the galaxy. That was- It was like bad. workshop
3: noises. Like, who's running yeah. a drill on the back of my T9?
1: Yes, it was nuts. It was nuts okay text fix missing titles yada yada missions fix an issue where collect uh source mission would request commodities on sale at the same location rock forth fertilizer all over again what are we gonna do whatever it was a problem they fixed it fix an issue which caused mission critical updates not appear in the box journal added a speculative fix for an issue that could cause the game to add excessive nav root entries to the journal when looking at the galaxy map. Power play. Fix the missing cooldown time, which would allow players to repeatedly obtain their allocation of power play materials. If you were a person who you were up on week 4 and you really wanted to get those, you know, whatever, those hammers, or you really wanted to get those packhounds, or you really wanted to get that priz shield. Hope you enjoyed your couple of days of being able to just click and refill, click and refill, click and refill, and not pay the money every time. Congrats, Mazeltoff, whatever. Uh, background simulation reinstated missing locations. That's important. Ongoing balance of faction influence normalization. That right there is some political speak for tried to fix some stuff we screwed up. And it's still having effects. I don't know. It's going to be a while. There's the massive numbers of expansions and retreats all over the galaxy. Yeah. Have DGS has
3: increasing. been a dumpster fire for the last few days.
1: Yeah. And, and it's here's starting the thing. to settle down. But... Yeah, here's the thing. We're not even going to know for a while, like, how, like, is it fixed? Is it like, it's going to be, it's going to take a while for it to come back. For all we know, they fixed everything. But so much shit was on fire that it's going to take a while for that shit to smolder. So we'll we'll see. That is all. That is all a bunch of stuff. Guys, hop in with your thoughts on, you know, all of uh, this that we just talked about.
3: Well, I'm going to put in another vote for the the green uh, seven on the you know, seven. <laughs> I mean, I actually bought. I I started it with no, the no. Blue landing pad. green color.
1: zero. Green zero. The seven green was zero. purple. And-
3: yeah i loved it whatever it was yeah Uh, i bought the purple paint (laughs) color for the landing pad just to get it um it was a quirky little thing right it's uh i dig it it. one little thing why
1: couldn't they leave it you know well but here's the thing i'm sure they were getting complaints from people saying i paid money for purple zero and purple seven how come i got green zero you know you have to keep Um, that in mind too i get it ladies and gentlemen
2: This is the salty segment for this week's Galactic Water Cooler.
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm actually on their side of saying, hey, you're gonna get it in a couple of months with a you're gonna it's gonna cost you whatever, another two hundred arcs or eight hundred arcs or two thousand, however it's much. It's like
3: was. a fun little flavor lore, you know, Easter egg thing. Lore? It's not lore, but
2: yeah, it's okay. lore. It's the it's the mythical it's the <laughs> mythical uh, uh, Orange Zero. <laughs>
3: Law <laughs> is not the right word. It's the kind of thing that makes the universe not so monotonic, right? Okay. It's it's something different. It's just uh-huh. a little. There's something little different in this corner. Leave it.
2: Uh, right on, man. Right on. I'm I'm just super salty because my carrier keeps forgetting its paint job all of a sudden. Yeah, well, that's a bigger <laughs> problem.
3: Yeah. yeah, we have to keep repainting this thing. People are working overtime. Yeah, Three gosh, it's, it's you know, it
2: just pisses me off. I got to keep going in delivery, and you know, it's, it's just over and over again. I just, I'm so pissed off. I'm losing sleep. I'm I'm drinking like a fish, and I'm so I'm just so angry. Mm. I, I just I'm gonna uninstall the game. I'm gonna go play a different game.
3: Wow, there are I mean, look, maybe three steps forward, one step back. There's still a number of issues with mm. some minor stuff. I, I've been running into some things with weird oh. stuff going on with the pin? inventory transfer was, and was that a pun, um,
1: minor stuff?
3: Yeah, oh. <laughs> they haven't got it sorted out yet, right? There's there's a uh, there's a few things still going on. I'm
1: no, sure. I, I'm just it's, joking because the biggest the biggest all the crying for the most part this week has been from people talking about the mining nerf, so minor sun never. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind.
3: <clears throat> yep, yep. All right. True, true.
1: So we've covered all of the patch notes now. We've covered the next point which was the down earth astronomy sort of analysis. And I mean that's just it's these are just facts. But I'm just I'm going with him because like the the man summed it up beautifully with he literally did a video which will be in the show notes he linked side by side, same ship, same place, same loop, same time, and showed you this one collected this much, this one collected that much. The analysis is it is now half as good as it was, which means that you're just as good laser mining because you can get the same yield with mind, like brainless effort, so whatever. Um, having said that, if you're like hey if it's the same yield either way i'd rather work a little harder because this i find this other sort of game loop more interesting so if you want to watch the expanse while you mine laser mine if you want to mine while you mine subsurface mine and have more fun so whatever okay
2: yeah. Speaking personally, I, I, I will say that, that you can laser mine and actually read. You can read books, too. I've done that. Reading books is, is, is totally capable, uh, possible mm-hmm. while you're laser mining. Yes. Absolutely. Expanse, as a matter of fact. Book two. I read book two Calibans while I was laser mining. It. Yep.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, brother. Um, I've been talking to Edelweiss about maybe starting up an Expanse podcast, but what the hell am I doing? I have too much stuff as <laughs> All right. So, let's get All to the Yeah, right. Let's get to the <laughs> next point, which there was an article from gameindustry.biz and this isn't so much a huge thing, but it didn't make a lot of waves in the community, but it's I found it super super interesting. And the article was what makes a good bug report. Now, I want to clarify. This is not aimed at us. This is not aimed at the end user. This was aimed from a industry standpoint of what a QA team would do for a bug report. So there's some stuff that's not really relevant to us where they talk about like, this is the software types that they use. Here are sort of best practices for internal reporting and how you want to get information back and forth. But I think that honestly, reading that, I found that reading that article gave me sort of a better idea if I look at how they do it internally on a professional level it gave me some sort of thoughts to sort of work with on like ah, okay okay if that's how they're looking at it that changes sort of maybe how I would look at expressing a bug report as an end user to try to have because in the end when you give them a bug report what you're doing is two things number one you're pointing out what you feel is a problem. They may not feel it's a problem, but you feel it's a problem. And number 2, you are expressing your desire for a change. And so so that means that number 1, from their standpoint, you know, if it's a problem, you're alerting them to it, so that's good. If it's not, they may disagree with you. Maybe they may say that's not a problem. That's not a bug, that's a feature. That's what we wanted. We wanted to lower subsurface mining potential or whatever or you know we wanted to get rid of the green you know zero we want this to be whatever because in it, and I I don't want to belabor the point but the fact of the matter is is there is a very real possibility that a person could be complaining to them I paid for purple why the hell do I have some green on my landing pad thing I paid for purple so you know but So there's that but then there's also you're trying to get something out of this exchange you're alerting them to a thing that you don't like in the hopes that they will make a change so the higher the any action you can take that will increase your chance of getting your desired result that's i i think the whole point of why you're doing it for the most part like there aren't too many selfless people that are going to go out there and say i want to report this thing i made way too much money this isn't good For the most part, people are going to try to shut up and keep it moving and then brag about it. And then that's how sort of the company finds out about it. And that's how whatever. But in the end, most of the time when you're complaining to the company, it's not because things are too good. It's because things are not good enough or unsatisfying in some way. And you want a change. So take a look at that. I'm going to have it in the show notes. Um, like I said, it doesn't exactly apply but I feel like it gives you some insight to some things that may help you in how you frame what you try to do to get to go about getting the results you want the next yeah go ahead
2: I was just gonna say real quick guys is, is you know my, my interpretation of the article and and really just you know I, I, I have been tying it back to how we as a player community react to, an update and, and, and with those updates, as we all know, um, come bugs and, and, and really just getting that feedback back to the developers, back to the, to the people that are providing us with the game, um, being as succinct and, and as, um, concise as possible. Um, and, and I hate to say it this way, but, but removing as much emotion as possible from that report is, is really what you're looking for to get, the the right information to the developers to help them to understand how they can increase your or improve your player experience Mm -hmm. and and you know just making sure that um you know they you're helping them as much as they're trying to help you i guess is is really the the bottom line right right helping them understand what exactly you're seeing as as a player, so that they can go back into the code, look at, at each of the individual bits and bytes, and and make the appropriate change to get whatever's fixed. And and mm. you know that that's that's I think what this article is trying to say is is make sure you're succinct, make sure you're concise, and and try to um, try to to convey what what the actual bug is in such a way that the developer is able to translate what you're saying as is. Um, concise as possible and and again i think i think removing emotion out of a lot of that is is what a lot of people that that would perhaps post to a forum or or submit a bug report may do when they don't know the right thing to do right there's a lot of emotion there there's a lot of um you know oh oh my goodness you've you've disrupted my my ability to enjoy the game remove the, the the emotion from it present the facts and 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 work with with the developer to to resolve the issue and and that's the way that that you get through a bug
1: right on right on well said okay so looking at the next thing on the list i'm going to skip one and we're going to go down to the next thing we have is the the interview i did earlier today the buckyball race club they have the engineer canyon mayhem Uh, It it looks like a very, very cool race and it's already started because it started as of Saturday server time, which was like two hours ago, whatever, GMT um, or UDT or whatever. Uh, So that's already going. And this is a very, very cool sort of race where you fly around to five engineers, The, the, the lore story or whatever the explanation background for it is you're taking these engineers home from a community meet. That's why the play on the ECM, the Engineer Canyon Mayhem, is it's a play on ECM. So you're taking them home from the ECM and you've got a, like, so you have passenger cabins that are required to be fitted in your ship. Um, I have, if you, if you check out the, the episode 17 of Elite Week, which went out earlier today, you'll see the Discord for the Buckyball Racers, the website, the forum link that has all of the information it looks super fun super cool uh it's you know it's it's of course it's absolute silly nonsense of the highest order and, and the most um, the most sort of it, it it's it's all meaningless but it takes actual skill and you're gonna hone your skills as you do this in doing this race and there it, it's very very cool because it has an option of You can do one of two ways. You can go and sign up for the class that is doing it in SRVs, and you make one loop around the base, and they're going to have a map to show you, like, you hit these waypoints. Or you can do the group that they're not racing against each other. You're racing against sort of the other people within your subgroup. And you could do it where you do three laps in an SLF. So you can do it in the ship launch fighter. And then there's even a third group that's going to be doing it where you take a smaller ship and you're actually just flying around the base, you know, on your own, no SLF. It, it, it looks very, very, very cool. Um, guys, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I'm all for uh, for that kind of mayhem. I mean, emergent gameplay and uh, silliness and, and all kinds of fun. It's, uh, it's what uh, makes this game special, right? It's a sandbox. Right on.
1: fee got enough input on the last one he's taking this one off all right turning the wheel the next thing on there so here's a situation report on turning the wheel we're still carrying that rock up a hill at lft 926 like literally the people that are watching me uh, on the stream live i'm doing it albeit slowly because i'm sort of half paying attention to doing the show and half paying attention to doing the, the missions, but uh, I'm, I'm doing it as we, uh, you know, as we speak. Um, <clears throat> with regard to where we're at now, we're at like 61%, 61.5%, almost 62%. Man, we're, we're talking, you know, 10 to 15% away from actually triggering. There have been some triggers of expansions at like 71% we've been seeing. So, I, I don't know, things are out of out of whack a little bit but who knows they're starting to settle here's a problem we're gonna have coming up in the next two to three days fong wang and lft 926 are gonna retreat they're down to like two percent it's it's a given that it's like ah shit they're going when they go we're gonna get hit because when they leave a new group is going to expand in there and when they expand in there we're gonna lose like five percent because that's how the bgs works they're just gonna take we've got like over 60 percent of the bgs of the influence in the system they're gonna take like five percent away from us and like an aggregate of like four percent away from other people to give that new group like nine percent to start we're gonna take that hit there's just no way around it it sucks but guess what life's not fair when a wall comes up in front of you you get over that wall. Whether it's fair or not, you, you got two options. You either just quit and roll over and cry, or you just get shit done. And we're going to get shit done. So that is that is what it is. <clears throat> that pushes... Losing Fong Wang, which we haven't lost it yet, but we're going to lose it in the next day or two. In that situation, that's going to cost us a couple of days of work. But, alright, so what? We were going to hit expansion sort of mid this weekend. Now we're going to hit expansion mid next week but We're gonna just keep on pushing. We're gonna get it done. That's the downside. That's the whatever as, as far as I mean It's an upside in that we have had gains every day uh, But you know, it's starting to slow down. We're getting to the, the sort of steep part of the hill and It's 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 rougher. It's gonna just it's gonna be what it is We got to push and push and just not give up now. That's the first thing <clears throat> The second thing is a little more fun Frontier, the live stream, the Frontier Community Manager live stream that Bruce Garrido and uh, Ga- A.K.A. Gambit and Stephen Benedetti A.K.A. the Benedetti did on Thursday had a very very interesting call out on this project um, at 12 minutes and 40 seconds in, and there'll be a link in the show notes. They were all both a little giddy and smiling and wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And, oh, there's. we have noticed this uh, Dark Wheel project is going on. And, oh, it could be, you know, tied to something. Or maybe not. We're not saying. Who knows? But, like, there was so much winking and nudging and whatever. I've gotten so many private messages from people saying, oh, my God, for sure, this is going... We're gonna have absolute success. Did you see that? They totally gave it away And I've been telling everyone like a I love your enthusiasm, but B Let's lower expectations. Let's relax a little bit. I Am hopeful (laughs) based on that video. I very much enjoyed what I saw and it was awesome And I I love Bruce and I, I love Steven and hey, that was totally cool But they were very clear to say they promised nothing it's a matter of they—they they said very clearly they highly encourage people to join in on the project. It looks exciting, and we'll see where it goes.
3: Look, I—they said the right things, mm-hmm. and you do want to temper expectations. But mm-hmm. I don't know how you can watch that segment and not observe the body language and not get excited. Oh yeah, I—I I, leave with that.
1: Oh yeah, I—I get that, and I was totally excited myself. So I'm—I'm I'm, yeah, I'm—I'm I'm right there with you, Fee. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I I would agree. I mean, I, I think uh, you know, I, I I spoke last last week during during this podcast that uh, perhaps you know the the slip up that we talked about last week may have um, been somewhat intentional, and and whether or not that body language confirms that, uh, we'll, we'll, I still think remains to be seen. But uh, you know, I I I, I love. What what is coming out of all of this? I, I love how um, this effort is is really I don't want to say forcing uh, the the frontier folks to kind of play along, but but it's good to see that that uh, it stirred up some some uh, tinfoil hatness mm. with with the whole story, and and uh, you know it's really inspiring everybody to play along and and see how this all pans out.
1: Yeah, man, I think it's exciting. We'll we'll see where it goes. I'm very very hopeful that the community seems to be behind the project and interested in giving it a try. And really, who can ask for more than that? I want I wanted to have a shot. And then we make some friends, we do some stuff, we fly missions, we're, <clears throat> the Discord is going undergoing an overhaul right now. Uh, in the next couple of days, you're gonna see some changes to it. There's gonna be new functionality for people to, you know, we already have added the looking for group, Channel and some other things, but there's gonna be just wait and see there's some stuff coming <clears throat> With roles and computer stuff and I got a guy who's way smarter at this crap than me and he's Getting some stuff set up, which I think is gonna be cool and exciting and if it gives people an opportunity to get together to work together to have fun To have a mission You know, I don't know. It seems fun. It seems fun to me so fingers crossed, I definitely I I don't want to give people the wrong impression and say, see we got it, we're on the right track but I will say I'm kind of with Roy, seeing the thing they said all the right things they didn't promise anything but it left me very very excited and I hope that it left other people excited as well alright right. Let's move to the next thing. And this is some high quality shenanigans of of the highest order and uh it's got me excited for <clears throat> some fun things that we can do and it's got me I definitely know we you know uh of some some fun things that we're going to be playing with in in some sort of group events soon. <clears throat> so for those who have not heard about it, there was a group that got together, and I believe, I, I, I could be wrong, but I believe that sort of the, the main culprits in this that are deserving of, uh, of the credit and of the uh, <clears throat> sort of uh, whatever uh, plaudits for, for getting into this are the guys over at the Burr Pit community and uh, their little science division. Alec Turner and This is This is a weird little thing here. I'm going to drag the picture over for this and I'm sure because of the way that the all of the What do you call that the lag works or whatever that this is going to be a thing that you don't see until it's off time But you're gonna see it in a minute and it looks interesting there is a thing that you can do where you use uh, force shell cannons and If you get the force shell effect what it what it does basically is it pushes the ship that you shoot and There's a weird little glitch where If you're using four shell cannons to provide You can provide sort of a mega boost jump to an SRV and here's how you do it on the screen You'll see the diagram here eventually in a minute or so you park a ship right at the edge of a cliff You have a ship, a second ship with four shelf cannons that fires on your first ship. Now, since your ship is parked, that the ship that is parked on the edge of the cliff is, is, is literally landed with the landing gear down, the push effect doesn't work. But instead of just it like negating or whatever, the computer, there's some glitch or whatever where it keeps, it transfers that kinetic energy into potential energy and what that means is that as you can see in the diagram um, I hope you can see it by now let me take a look at the screen are you guys seeing it by now yes as you can see in the diagram <clears throat> when you fire through it's gonna go you, you're gonna make a plane straight through that parked ship and that's where it's gonna launch the SRV so now you, you fire through, you put some shots in there, and it saves just a massive load of potential energy onto the hull of the parked ship. You come along with an SRV, and you jump onto it, and it turns that parked ship into the world's greatest trampoline, which will literally launch your SRV, in, in this particular case, into orbit, which was is, is absolute crazy time, and just completely silly and stupid and fun and awesome and i cannot wait to try this out guys what do you think
2: yeah i mean for me that this just speaks to this never-ending sandbox of things that continue to be tribal and people have discovered with this game you know alec and 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 the the rest of the burpit folks that that took place or, Mm -hmm. or took part in this uh, you know, to, to to figure this out is it, you know I'm just putting together this entire equation to figure out what had to to be set up to figure this out. I don't know if it was an accident. I don't know if it was on por- uh, on purpose. Um, but but you know, just just playing through this scenario um, to to get an SRV up into orbit using um, this this method is is just unbelievable. It's 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 just so silly. Um, I, I I can't wait to see other people try it and, and really you know the more the more of this kind of thing that that people try and come up with really just tells me that there's even more out there for us to figure out right on Roy
3: when I first saw this I uh, I mean it's incredible <laughs> I was thinking of the uh, have you ever seen uh, punkin Chunkin? where they uh, they build trebit it's like a Service it's like chance? a yeah trebuchet mm-hmm. to throw pumpkins <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's a competition for distance this is what I thought of when I saw this is like wouldn't this be a great thing to uh to put together some kind of a competition around that using this mechanism that'd be fun
1: yeah man this this has to me this has dubs written all over it I can see <laughs> I could see dubs and tracks and data sitting there together and shakes sitting there together and like okay here we go let's go Pew! And just launching SRVs into space just for funsies. And uh Man, I I love this shit. This shit this shit is awesome. And I, I love the Burr community. I love Alec Turner. I love Canon and AXI and just all of the nerds that are out there doing cool shit and like, hey man, let's do a thing and see what happens. Alright, fuck it, let's go. Like, oh my god. And I love Frontier for giving us this game that has all this weird shit in it, man. This game is so cool. All right. <clears throat> Anything else you guys want to cover on on that uh, trampoline
2: into orbit situation before we? Uh, no, I want I... to see
3: someone play catch between planets with an SRV.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. Side. You know, based on what we've seen and heard from Alec, I, I, uh, I'm i going to go ahead and, and put the line in the sand that, that he really needs to, to develop a sport around this uh, <laughs> and and so that we can we can possibly see a, a Buckyball spinoff uh, where, where they have some sort of, uh, you know, Pong-like sport with, with SRVs uh, based on, you know, this, this method.
1: So for all of you in the chat that are like, or, or watching this, that are like, whoa, that's interesting, whatever... There's going to be that screenshot that I that I just dragged onto the screen. There is going to be available for you to see, as is the forum post with you know information and it has all kinds of other stuff. It's it's good stuff. I highly recommend you check it out and get to launching people into space using weird transfers of potential and kinetic energy. Right on. Uh, all right, the next issue we have is the new Elite Dangerous podcast coming. Uh, it's called flight assist and it's coming from hosts psychic and mal for the win. Um, they're going to do a double episode starting on Monday. And then after that, every Monday thereafter, they're going to have an episode and it's www.flightassistpodcast.com. I want to welcome them to the commute. Well, obviously these are two very, you know, big streamers. So I want to welcome them to the community of podcasting on elite dangerous. Um, and look forward to, you know, seeing great things from them. These are these are two absolutely awesome people, and I can't wait to see, you know, what they do. Now I have a new podcast to add to my Monday. It's awesome because Tuesday is obviously uh, when I get my guard frequency fix every Tuesday. And <clears throat> Wednesday is when I get my Lave radio fix. And Thursday... Is when I get my uh, Hutton orbital podcast uh, fixed, like late, late Thursday, and you know, you've got uh, Friday, you've got loose screws, and and you know, Saturday, you normally get you get us, and then we do other stuff throughout the week that goes here and there. Um, uh, it's and now we got we got you know Monday to add to the list as, uh, as well as sort of our ones that come here and there as they come and uh so i'm i'm super super psyched guys what do you think
3: yeah the more the better it's a growing community um it, there's all kinds of things around this you know the surge in attendance that you talked about at the beginning um mm-hmm. it's a it's a resurgence that's just really thrilling and uh you know it's uh uh definitely uh, on the upswing and that's all that's good for everyone
1: and and I love Psychic. She's so great. And I love Mal. He's all like, it's 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 like, man, you can't go wrong with those two. It's 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 like, what do you call that? you got chocolate in my peanut butter. It's two great tastes in one. Like I'm I'm really looking forward to what they bring. The.
2: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing Roy did. I, you know, to just going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show, where you know we're seeing this significant increase in record-breaking numbers. Uh, you know, seeing people come forward and 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 you know do what what you're doing here with the podcast and and what others have done uh, to continue to see new people coming up with new content is is a great indication that that this game is is you know still headed in the right direction. You know, I, I think this is gonna be great. i'm I'm looking forward to listening as well.
1: Right on, Right on. So welcome, guys. We look forward to seeing what you've got on Monday and and more to come and obviously check out their streams as well psychic and mouth for the wind both awesome streamers so yes yes more of that <clears throat> okay we've got next up we've got uh, a leaving and a and a you know a coming and a going so let's deal with going first will Flanagan is leading the community management team position of lead community manager to take a new position as product manager uh, for some of Frontier's many new published titles. That's a direct quote. Uh, Maybe look for some Warhammer coming up in his future. Uh, Nothing official, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Look at Will to do some... I think he's going to be working on a couple projects, but I think uh, you might see him display some interest in some Warhammer stuff, so congratulations to you, Will. Well-deserved. Um, and we look forward to awesome things coming up in your future. I'm going to jump to the very next thing and let you guys both comment on Will and Arthur together. The next thing is, welcome Arthur Talmy. He's joining as the new lead community manager covering Elite Dangerous and more! Exclamation point! Obviously, he's taking Will's uh, old job. <clears throat> he's been playing Elite Dangerous since launch on the Xbox uh, and uh, again you know, not that official but maybe, maybe, maybe you might find out that he's got some interesting history with some FPS type situation, some games and uh, we look forward to seeing what he's going to bring. I think that uh, Frontier's just been going from strength to strength as they add people into key positions and i think that you know some people are going to be like oh we lost will no we didn't lose will will is working for frontier he got a promotion to being a product manager which awesome congratulations that's a great that's a great situation and you know and now we've got arthur and i I look forward to uh unofficially wink wink you're gonna see arthur on thursday He's going to be, it's not announced yet, but he's going to be, I don't think it's announced yet, but he's going to be doing the the stream on Thursday, so <clears throat> look forward to getting to know a little bit more about him, look forward to getting to know sort of some of his uh, CV with regard to being an elite player, which, you know, people are always like, oh man, they got a new person, they don't even play elite, they don't know anything, dude, that's not their job. Their job isn't to be a good elite player. Their job is to manage the community. And the people that they've been getting have been doing a great job of doing that with the resources they've been given. Um, as sparse as they have been at some times. But I think elite is turning the corner and is being starting to become more and more open with their, with their community. And I think that these are these are all good sort of steps in the right direction. All right, let's start with uh, with Roy. Hop in with your thoughts on these two events.
3: Well, uh, first, congratulations to both of them. Um, I, I think it's, uh, I, I would tie this together with the, the interview we saw with uh, Dave Braben a few weeks ago where he was talking about them being a third-party developer uh, or third-party publisher, rather, uh, and the insights that came from that about, I mean, I, I sort of put that together with this and just say there's some good things going on with this company, right? They, they, they got some good culture. Cross pollination between groups—they're not siloed. Um, uh, there's a sort of a, a nice energy coming from all of this, um, and and then I'd also say, while we don't expect community managers to be, you know, crack shots uh, of everything in the game, um, I think it—I think it is nice that that he's got this experience because people look to someone like that to be able to empathize with what they're going through in the game. If he's trying mm-hmm. to relate with people, and that's a that's a strength, right? It's maybe not a hardcore requirement but it's certainly a strength. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what fruits come of that. So oh, good all around.
1: Absolutely. I didn't I didn't I didn't mean in any way to belittle the fact that it's like it's awesome that he has experience <laughs> with with the lead. I'm just saying when you call people out like when you call out oh well Tim didn't have experience yeah. playing the lead or yeah. oh, Bruce didn't it's like uh, or you know oh Stephen didn't it's like guys their their job is to do something else and they're doing it well. The fact that The fact that Arthur has this sort of extra bonus sort of skill set of he's already an elite player and has excitement for all of those things in the game I think you're going to see that as well as you know <clears throat> i guess when you get a little more information about him on thursday and find out you know some background with regard to like yeah, i mean borderlands be things he and some other fps type situations it's, it's there'll
3: obviously be things he doesn't need to come up to speed on right he'll he'll have experienced it already so that's i think going to be very very interesting to see where he takes it having already had that that foundation
2: right on fee yeah you know i'm i'm uh I, you, Roy, I'm I'm tired of you stealing my Van. It's really getting much. old. I, I, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, again, you know, congratulations to Will. Congratulations to Arthur. Welcome to the team. Uh, glad to to see Will moving uh, upwards and onwards. Uh, you know, I, I personally think that that uh, the whole reason he took the position is so he doesn't have to endure another 24-hour stream, uh, and he got himself out of that. Uh, and, and, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, the, the in between the lines stuff that we're not even supposed to be thinking about. And now Arthur is going to be subjected to that. It's going to be fun to see how he can uh, withstand that, that, that punishment. Uh, but, uh, you know, above and beyond all of that, uh, you know, I, 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 I like to see new faces. I like to see new people uh, stepping in to contribute to the community and, and to help us uh, enjoy the game. Uh, you know, if you think back uh, a few years ago, that that was a very limited audience and and you know I, I i it's 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 good to see new faces and it's good to see the potential of what this going to bring uh if, if arthur's got uh th- this experience not only with the game uh from launch but but even his his other uh you know gaming experience i, I like i said i'm I'm, ex- I'm i'm excited to see what's going to happen and and uh really trying to stay open-minded i i definitely do not exhibit any sort of saltiness uh, with, with Will's promotion and, and Arthur coming on board. So, again, cheers and congrats to both.
1: Right on, man. Right on. Well said. will said. Um, yeah, this is definitely, this is sort of, this is my master plan. I'm just going to have, I'm going to keep egging this on until eventually you and Fee enter into a thing with bat lifts where you're like, da-da-da, da-da-da-da, and you have to fight to the death. And then,
2: I look really bad in spandex. <clears throat> oh my god! <laughs> well, that's
1: that's that's part of the fun, man. You can't you can't limit the fun? All right. So next issue on the agenda, SAG I issue number twenty seven dropped on Thursday, both in PDF and podcast form. I want to be very very careful here because I get overly excited about SAG I and then I end up spoiling shit, and I don't want to do that. Uh, I will say this: number one. It is absolutely amazing. Uh, number two, uh, full disclaimer, I'm on staff at sag And <clears throat> so, like, with regard to the podcast, there was, you know, some stuff that I recorded for it. So, yeah, I'm probably a little biased. But I think that Roy and Fee, who are not biased, can tell you sort of what they think about it. And I, I will say, without giving spoilers, this was a... This was content wise like one of the largest ones they've ever done it was chock full of tons and tons of stuff it had amazing information in there one of the things uh I don't know, i'm going to say very very briefly because i encourage you go check it out for yourself don't just listen to me talk about it and go okay i get the gist of it i don't need to see it now the axi has a top-notch science division that is sciencing the shit out of all kinds of things. And one of the things that they've been looking at is sort of hull emissivity. I probably said that wrong. Emissivity? Emiss- yeah.
3: Emissivity.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I said it right. Uh, and and man, there's, there's an article on that that just blew my mind a lot of sort of the the overall concepts were all things like yeah that makes sense okay that makes sense but when you break down some of the details they were able to get and the way that they were able to get it i I, hats off big big salute to you know the guys uh over at the axi uh the guys at canon uh the guys in in the imu all of those guys that in different areas of the game are like just digging deep into shit and like just like in, in, as they said in, uh, in uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, The Martian where he's like, I'm going to science the shit out of this. Like you guys are just amazing and sag is just amazing to cover all of it. And I only mentioned one thing on purpose. There are several other articles in there that will, I think, the Fleet Carrier one is amazing. Uh, there's there's other stuff in there, and I'm gonna shut up now, and I'm gonna let Roy start off, and then Roy, you hand it off to Fee, and let's 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 give some love to Sagai.
2: Steal oh. steal on my thunder, Roy. Do it, okay.
3: do it. Go ahead. <laughs> are we so? Just to be clear, are we just, just in terms of like spoilers? Are we not gonna talk about no, no, things? No, no. I, or... I'm
1: on staff, so like I've already I've, been, I've 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 read through and and listened through the whole thing like three times. I'm, yeah. You guys so ahead, uh, yeah, I've, you I've read
3: it and listened to it. And for those that aren't familiar, it's uh, it's a fascinating publication in that it's it's done uh, from a, sort of a, almost like an in-game persona it, not perspective, almost, right? 100% in universe. It is written yeah. in universe. And and there's an audio version of it where people are voice acting it. I mean, this may be obvious to some, but for newcomers. Uh, it's a very unique publication in that sense that that you wouldn't get if you just read it. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously when you read the articles, uh, you get that they're being written from a perspective of someone who's in the elite universe. Uh, But when they have an audio version of it where people voice act, and Kai's one of the voice actors among many, cast of uh, fantastic voice actors that that, uh, it's... I I like to actually consume both at the same time. I listen to it while I'm looking at it because sometimes, as in the case of this article about the, uh, you know, building ships that can be stealthy in uh in axi combat or other situations there's tables and charts and other things so it's it's a it's a true multimedia experience um and and high production quality uh and this particular this particular issue chock full uh uh, a real treasure um i was i two things two 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 the articles stood out to me i mean they are all i could Spend a lot of time talking about all of them, but two of them, I guess, would be at the top. One, the one you mentioned about the the, the testing that was done um, on uh, from the from the from the angle of how to best optimize fighting uh, thargoids, knowing that they are susceptible to uh, your ship going cold and them not seeing you, and that's a that's a valid. Uh, combat tactic mm-hmm. and so there was uh, research done into okay what are the boundaries of that and what ships are better than others and some of that's more generally known but they really got into as you say they they science the shit out of it and actually came up with equations and charts and um, some insights that uh, I think are, are genuinely new um, and worth jet- absolutely checking out not just from an AXI combat but if you're at all interested into uh in, in stealth from a pvp perspective or stealth from a smuggling perspective within the game uh lots of insights to be garnered from there um i'm i'm uh, very interested to see where the the group that's researching that goes from here and uh actually interested in uh participating in some of that myself I, there's there's a number of us that are um you know, look, there's a, there's a thing in this game where the stealth mechanic works to a degree in PvP. It doesn't do much in NP, NPC fights unless you're doing smuggling into a station. Yeah. But uh, to the degree that maybe that's going to get expanded in, in Odyssey in the future, and to the degree that it works now with uh, the aforementioned you know applications of it, it's great to know how to use it. Um, a, side, a side benefit to reading that article, and listening to it for me was I've uh, for all of my ship design and theory crafting I've been very heavy into uh, Coriolis mm-hmm. uh, this article kind of opened my eyes to uh, ED Shipyard
0: mm-hmm. which
3: has uh, uh, I don't want to I don't want to disparage Coriolis. I've used Coriolis almost every evening I've played the game because that's my sort of going-to-bed thing. I'm gonna play with ship designs and it's uh, sort kind of a go-to-sleep thing. But anyway, EDS ED Shipyard has a, uh, I think, a much more granular way to represent uh, thermal thermal characteristics of ships. So that was brought to my attention through this article and I've been now looking into that. It's fascinating. Both are great tools. Mm-hmm. um the other the article, the other article that really spoke to me um as an amateur astro- astronomer was about the streams in the Milky Way mm, how yes. how how um i mean you know i'm familiar with uh, the magellanic clouds and some of these other things but i didn't really get that some of the other uh smaller um i don't know if they're really called dwarf galaxies but there's other um subsets of galaxies that have interacted with the Milky Way that have not only um interacted but are creating these sort of flows of stars there's one that's actually in a polar orbit of the Milky Way that's created this stream of of uh, spread out Mm -hmm. stars that's sort of in a halo in a a polar orbit around the Milky Way I thought that was fascinating Hmm. Um, some really interesting stuff in there
1: absolutely
2: yeah okay well I, I certainly can't follow what roy just uh, <laughs> talked about that that uh, blows blows any any sort of feedback i would have um in in this uh quarters uh episode of sagai you know my, my my overall generalized interpretation of sagai is is the best way to, to think about sagai is is that it is like the the player manual for the game on steroids right it, it, it gives you a an in-depth analysis of facets of the game that that uh you will not get uh, at face value when you play the game. And, and and really, for those of us who appreciate the game for what it is, appreciate the game for, for what it, it gives to us as a one-for-one simulation of, of uh, you know, the Milky Way, uh, you know, as as Roy has very succinctly explained, you know, that there's all kinds of, of pieces of this, not only... With the game, but but even in in the interactions of of, of the stars within the galaxy, mm. um, it, it's it's just you know I I I, I uh you know I, I really appreciate the hard work that that you and and the rest of the Sagai crew put into these episodes, into these issues, um, and and really making that that multimedia experience. You know the the the, the different articles related to. Everything that we've talked about. There's, there's even a, you know, an article that talks about the politics piece here, and and we're talking about, you know, uh, w- what is going on uh, with the federation, and and uh, you know what what Hudson is up to, and and uh. you know, I, I just, again, th- this, th- I think Sega really gives you an opportunity to take your gameplay to another level, and and really get you. Um, you know, that the how how does uh how does Yamek say it? Immersion. He he gets you uh, you know, even more immersed or this gets you even more immersed into the game. Um and and, and you know, really I I, uh, I think this is definitely something for those of you that haven't explored Segai, it's definitely you know, this this episode in particular is, is really good at, at at kind of uh giving you that, that holistic uh you know picture of, of all the different facets of, of what the game can give you.
1: Mm. Well said. Very well said. I, I will say this about about the Sagai, and I, I was limiting myself because I really I, I could if if you start me I'll go for a half an hour to an hour just on Sagai and and that's that's whatever. It's a couple of interesting things. Number one, you mentioned the article about Hudson and the po- politics of stuff. I, I <sighs> The article that they had on Hudson was sort of a continuation and explanation and, and really meaty, in-depth analysis of the whole storyline that started long ago, years ago, of, you know, Jasmina Halsey in sort of being goaded and pushed into a situation by Hudson where like she's like, oh, you know, onion head is oh, so bad. and. And part of it was like sort of her own whatever but then there were other parts of it where Hudson was sort of pushing and saying ah you're weak on crime you're weak on this and maneuvering her politically and then he had his buddy Admiral what's his face you know actually sort of uh, engage in a, a more sort of aggressive assault than what Halsey was asking for to maneuver her in a spot where she had to like then own it and then he created a whole problem and then that that whole issue you know after she sort of had her situation which you know go look into it look into people who haven't read she was on a ship that mysteriously sort of was lost and then uh, you know, she was found later in an escape pod and then she claimed she saw aliens or the, the founders of the galaxy or whatever and then they shipped her off to a nut house and then she got out of the nut house and went to go hang out with Mah- Mahan as his, uh-huh. yeah. as his big advisor in, in, in the alliance space lots of weird stuff happened there but it tied in to a story there politically that was from like 33, what, 02? 03? like from years ago and then it tied in so beautifully to the the story of you know the onion head situation and then into the whole story that happened sort of at the end of of last year with the uh the initiative with the Rockforth fertilizer and then the site of pan and all of that stuff tied they tied it with a bow and what i'm getting to with this this point this rambly point that i'm making is this Sagittarius Eye Magazine is a better Galnet than we'll ever get from Frontier, unfortunately. And I I say that with all due respect, because like I'm a firm believer in Galnet. I'm a lover of Galnet. I want Galnet back. But Sagittarius Eye does it even better than they could. So, that's not to say I'm not at all saying okay, well, let's let Frontier off the hook. We don't need Galnet. We need Galnet because that beautiful story that they just wove together, as I, I explained here, was all taken from pieces of stuff that came from Galnet. So what I'm saying is we need Galnet back and stronger than ever. And that will feed the geniuses at Sagai, Subarine and, and, and co his, his, uh, his group of, of trusty writers to, sort of craft this extended universe and the, and they do it in universe and it, it it's 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 just amazing. So the biggest salute that I can possibly give to Sagai. I am a person who makes a podcast about elite dangerous and as a person who makes a podcast about elite dangerous, I will say this. If you have to choose between listening to Sagai or my podcast, go listen to Sagai. They're better. I hope you have time for both of us. But if you don't, and you have to pick one, take them. They're the best, bar none. And weirdly enough, I will say it was an odd experience. In this particular episode of Sagai, I not only played a voice part uh, for for some story stuff, where you know I was in universe, I was interviewing somebody as a as a as a staff writer, blah blah blah. But I also had a weird little cameo as me, literally burr was doing an interview he was was doing an interview about fleet carriers and he's like here's what kai zen had to say about his fleet carrier and then i was just i was me which was
3: surreal that was cool yeah yeah
1: so go check it out it's amazing we love you sagai uh all, all props to you uh and the last thing before we get to the state of the game is this There is a new Russian, well, not new. There is a Russian Galnet blog that is out. And I will have it in the show notes. And you might say, I don't speak Russian, so a Galnet blog does not help me. I will say this. You can literally put it, you pull up the website, and then you get an option from Google saying, do you want to translate to English? Click yes. It's good stuff. There is some non-English speaking stuff that is coming out there's a new guy that's put out um there so there's a guy that's got a spanish podcast on elite that is very very cool and i check it out and it's it's good stuff uh, unfortunately i don't think there's a way for non-spanish speakers to sort of enjoy it but I, I will say you know for those if you speak spanish go check it out it's good stuff you can look it up in in, in uh, apple podcasts and what have you and it'll come right up and then you just you know obviously you gotta understand spanish There is a guy that's doing he's he's new there's a guy that's doing a german youtube channel of like a news breakdown uh that he does basically the german witch news uh he does like a like a five to eight minute long sort of covering the news and with that you can click on the google translate thing and or whatever with the subtitles and you can get you know an english version of of you know <clears throat> what he's saying which is very very cool and now i'm really digging this russian galnet blog thing it's like a newspaper thing that comes out and they have very very cool articles and they have cool you know imagery and 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 you know charts and breakdowns and whatnot it will be the show notes for you to check out and enjoy um fee uh, I'll let you go first, and then Roy, do you have anything you want to add with regard to this? I know it's sort of springing on you and it's like, oh yeah, sure, of course I've been watching the Russian stuff, but you know, hop in and you know what? You can really thrill everybody. You can be like, tovarish, and then people will be like, holy shit, he speaks Russian! He's a spy!
2: Uh, Nazdorovia. That That's the best I got. Right on, uh, No, I I, 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 I I don't speak any Russian, um, but uh, I, I will tell you that uh, I am aware of Russians who play this game and who would appreciate the fee. So um, I, I, I think this is, uh, this is something that's good to see. I think it's something that uh, benefits the community. Again, touching back on the original topic where we talked about the, the community expanding, uh, the fact that, that we are seeing folks step up from, from uh, multiple nationalities to, to contribute to the community I, I think is a great thing so it, it, it's good to see it i'm happy to see it uh i can't personally benefit but but again i'm i'm, I'm glad to see it
1: so uh, before we hop into roy i'm gonna we're ready i'm gonna teach you we're gonna do a little learning russian live on the air ready Fee? say ready repeat after me yeah
2: no my my mouth doesn't do that and at, then all you gotta do this time time of you, you
1: do that and then you just say kugvilla kugvilla is like how are you doing and then if you're doing good you say risho i'm good but if yeah, you say I, Rochelle, then we know that you're not Russian because Russians Yeah, Russia I, are doing I, good. I, I
2: don't have any... I, there's no woodcut in the house. If I had some woodka, I, I would maybe be able to help you out, but there's... <laughs> uh, there's th- 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 I, I can't do it. My mouth will not do those things. I'm Polish. I'm not Russian.
1: That's the quote of the day. My mouth will not do those things. Commander <laughs> Fee. Alright, Roy, hop in here. Tell us a little bit uh, your thoughts on You know,
3: uh, d- just a bit philosophic. Going, this is going back to when we... Um, you know, we were waxing philosophic about the SpaceX launch uh, a while ago. This gets back to how, um, when people get into orbit, they they look back at the blue marble and they realize borders disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, look, the more elite as a as a harbinger of that good feeling, um, the more we can make this worldwide and without borders. I think is awesome. Um, it it should be populated by people of many languages and cultures and. Uh, I, I think that would be awesome if we got to a point where there were so many people playing this game that we needed uh, the help of an in-game, an in-game translator to deal with uh, uh, how we interact. You know, like that—that that would be great. Hmm.
1: Right on. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Again, it'll be linked in the show notes for you to go check out. And now we come to state of the game. This is just free talk. We're wrapping it up. Your thoughts of. Whatever. As far as I'm concerned, I'm gonna make this very, very short because it's been long. The state of the game is we've got too much news to even cover. There's that much awesome shit going on, Um, and uh, and I'm excited for what's coming. And I'm gonna end it
3: there. Roy, I think you should let Fee go first. Fee, (laughs) go for it.
2: Oh man, I wasn't even ready. Wow, he
1: complains when he goes (laughs) second. He complains. All right,
3: Roy,
2: go. (laughs) No, no, I'm gonna go. Damn it. Fair. No, no. I, uh, I again, you know, we, we mentioned at the top of the call, uh, top of the call. My goodness, top <laughs> top of the of the, too many show. Calls. Yeah, I have been in way too many conference calls. Um, we, you know, the, this, you know, I, I, I think the the way that that the entire community is working off of what Frontier is doing, the way that the the, um, you know, fleet carriers has obviously. Incited in a tremendous amount of excitement and engagement from the community, you know We're we're seeing those numbers through the roof like we talked about Um, You know just seeing that this excitement and and seeing people not only like like those of us that have been around for a while um, Continuing or or increasing our excitement, but but even seeing new people come to the table Mm -hmm. uh, I will tell you guys that that personally uh, I've spent the past week uh, bringing some new players up to speed uh, and and getting them uh, interest, interested and involved in the game, uh, you know, seeing seeing the new folks come on board and and, and again seeing those numbers, I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see how things are going to move from here, uh, and and you know with with all the stuff that that is ongoing, whether it's the the ongoing uh, variations with with gold rush mining or uh what what is going on with with turning the wheel and 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 the potential exposure of raxla uh that that has come out from from the fleet carrier launch you know we didn't talk a lot about that but uh you know i i think uh there's a lot of potential and a lot of excitement and it just continues to build we are we are not in a downward we are in an upward trend so i'm 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 you know i love this game and that's all i've got
3: beautiful man
1: go for it roy bring us home
3: well yeah i i uh couple things first of all in reflecting on um my personal journey in this game one of the things that's really opened my eyes in the last few weeks is uh bgs Mm -hmm. between turn the wheel and what i'm doing for for the loose screws network uh i i when i first got into the game i'd heard about that talked about as like the end game or, or it's not even the end game honestly it wasn't even put in those those terms. It was more like this is some, <laughs> this is something these weird people are doing in the corner, and and I I've really reflected on um, in the in the past few weeks uh, that the the things I've learned as I've gotten more involved in BGS and the things that Turn the Wheel has exposed, if you will, and even some apocryphal comments about. Uh, uh, FDev slash David Brayman around like you're not playing the game the right way you know like I, 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 I've I, really come to terms with like maybe this is how we move the game forward and I, I've really embraced the whole BGS thing it's for me um, provided adds extra purpose to whether or not we're doing uh, mining or, or trading or uh, data runs or whatever and so it kind of um uh, in my mind honestly it lowers some of the the issue about what am i making money on it's more like there's a higher purpose here mm. we're doing something for a higher purpose and in the in the in the service of that higher purpose we may be asked to go do combat missions or um, mine or trade or whatever and and for me that's been fascinating and throw fleet clear, fleet carriers into that mix and it's just added another element with more emergent gameplay into it so I this is this last couple of weeks with fleet carriers and, and if I expand that to the the time that we've had turn the wheel and and, and my involvement in BGS in general mm-hmm. uh, uh, my experience with this game has just been going up and up and so I'm I'm thrilled I'm, I'm, um, I'm really happy with where things are going. Yes, there's bugs. Yes, there's little nits here and there with balance and things like that, but um, I'm just having all kinds of fun. And for me, that's the most important thing about this. It's a game.
1: Yeah, man. I can't, I cannot say it any better than Chig did the other day when he said, look, There's so much things that they can do, so many things they can do to make this game better. And I'm super, super excited for all of those things. But no matter how much they do, because this game is so expansive and so open and so sort of um, just amazingly full of possibility, no matter how much they do, there will always be more to do. So Mm. I think it's important to be excited to want more to look forward to it but to do it in a way that doesn't get like you know bitter or whatever like i didn't get whatever like okay maybe you know things come and things it's like it's the tides man the tide comes in the tide goes out sometimes you get what you want sometimes you don't get what you want this time but man it's 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 moving in in a very cool direction and things are looking great and Oh my God! I've literally just clicked on the recording booth channel, and now I'm seeing. Don't know what. You know what? We're gonna end the show right here because, yeah, that's that. uh... Fee, why do you have? Gifts of a bunch of dudes in span. You know what? Never mind.
2: Come on now, Kai. You t- Dude, if you don't know who the three amigos are,
1: I, I know. Then- no, no, no. I'm talking about the three guys in span. Never mind.
2: Because yeah, that's a- why I
1: turned the conversation with yeah. that. I, yeah.
2: I, I <laughs> made a mention about spandex. Beautiful. Earlier in the conversation.
1: Beautiful. All right. So guys, uh, I, I hope that you've enjoyed this little chat on the week that is the week of elite. I think. As much as we were looking to aim the show on Thursdays, I'm really digging the Friday night's shows. I feel like it's a good way to launch people into the weekend. I feel like we get a lot of information. We get to digest it a little more, and we got a good Friday night vibe going on. So, great. All mm. right. We'll, we'll, we'll look for more of that. I'm going to give you hit hitch up with some information here. First off, you can find, obviously, if you're seeing this on YouTube, that's great. If you're listening to it on the podcast, though... I was going to hit the, hold on. Okay. Hopefully I'm back unmuted. I had to cough there. If you're listening to us on the podcast uh, and you want to check out the YouTube so that you can sort of enjoy it for yourself, then I would say, check us out at, and I have to scroll back up because when I coughed, I hit the thing. It's Tiny UR, so it's H T T P S, whatever, all that. Tinyurl.com forward slash eliteweek 3306 for the YouTube. For the podcast version, it's tinyurl.com forward slash eliteweekpodcast. For the email, it's eliteweek3306 at gmail.com. You can reach me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash kai K A I 19103. And you can join the Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash EliteWeekDiscord, all one word. There's no spaces in any of those tinyurl.com, so, I mean, it's sort of obvious, but yeah. Uh, check us out. Come join. I would love to get some feedback. Send me some emails at EliteWeek3306 at gmail.com. Send me some, put some feedback here in the, in the, uh... In the um, in the comments section, with like, man, hey, I like this. Focus more on that. Oh, I want some more of this. Or hey, I, here's how I feel about the mining thing. And I know most people are going to disagree with me. Whatever. Or, hey, here's how I feel about this. Here's how I feel about that. Uh, I really want to get some conversations and some community involvement going. And uh, also, <clears throat> if you want to record a brief, you know, a couple minutes long a brief like community feedback thing you can go on to the uh discord and you can give feedback but you can also we have a channel for it there but you can also record uh, a voice message with some thoughts and you can email it in as an attachment and we will play it on the show because i'm going to hand that off to fee and he's going to figure out how to do that so yeah i can promise stuff that i don't know how to (laughs) do. wait wait what yes sir huh what all right (laughs) can't we see that so guys it's been great and we're going we're gonna to take this out with a, a very cool, fun little song to just play us out for the night and start your weekend right. I bought an ass scout somewhere
0: off the rim I buy a system called Lave Have you heard about it? I met a hot chick She asked me if I'd be her imperial slave Cause I'm not constable she took me down to a flight deck I asked if she had mama yeah. one Uh-huh Do yeah, you do more crew? I showed her my ship She said it was a shit ship
1: What was I supposed to say?
0: Now she's my ass, ex Go kiss my ass, ex I bought an app scout Oh, just to take you out You said I was an explorer You were looking for Me a cobra, the my rover. She wouldn't get in the backseat, hold me closer. Tried me a drop ship, she said to eat shit. This girl is pushing me too far. So got an ass ex, no rebound, but she read the text. Something drove into me, the space she thought I screamed so hard. Now she's my ass ex. Go kiss my ass I bought an ass I thought it guaranteed me sex But now it's floating in pieces on the fly deck Now she's my ass-ex Go kiss my ass-ex I bought an ass or just to take you out You said I wasn't the explorer you were looking for